What up, Soul Fam? Welcome to episode nine of the Art of Life podcast. Uh, today we are talking about the four archetypes. Okay, I've been very hesitant to make this episode, but it was like I have a, a note on my phone with all the ideas of the podcast episodes I want to make. Simply because um, it's about a book I haven't read, but the the knowledge in the book that was portrayed to me, it's on my list of books to read, but. Uh, let me explain more. So story time, 2020, um, there's a friend of mine who I didn't know super well at the time. She bought some boxing gloves off of me and she was friends with a friend of mine. And, um, she, we chatted a little bit on Instagram, but she invited me to the cottage and, uh, there was a bunch of other entrepreneurs. This is like peak COVID. She knew I was like, I just broke up with a girl. I was all heartbroken. And one of the men that was there ran a seminar just spontaneously on the four archetypes. And so this was really valuable to me and it was based off a book I have yet to read, but um, I found value in it and I think you guys will too. And so I'm gonna share with the limited knowledge I have, but because I found value from it, maybe I'm misconstruing the book because like that, you know, we play telephone, the words change, but the value I found from it was very legitimate and I think other people will find value too. And so, the idea of the four archetypes, there's a couple of different ones, but this one's specifically based off a book by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. I'll put a link to the book in the show notes because I'm going to buy it as well. Um, it's about union psychology. So they kind of traveled the world and wanted to see like, what are the personality traits of humans that exist amongst all cultures? Because there are like subtle differences based on culture and values and how your upbringing is, but there are certain things that are just human characteristics. And they broke it down into four archetypes. And each of these four archetypes represent parts of us as human beings and how they behave when they're being overfed or underfed, overpowered or underpowered. And this exercise gave me a lot of value of understanding myself and the parts of myself that were being overfed or underfed. And also the parts of myself that like needed work, the parts of myself that like I knew we're there, but never acknowledged. Like sometimes personifying, like that's like a, a famous life hack is to like personify your negative thoughts because you would never let anyone else talk to yourself the way you talk to yourself for a lot of us, right? And so let's get right into it, breaking down the different archetypes. Um, so when we did this seminar, what we did was he kind of explained it and he had us all go off and meditate for a while. And he had us ask four questions. Okay, the four questions were, what is your name? When did we first meet? Um, when did we first meet? What do you need from me? And what would you tell Matt? So let's get right into it. Curiosity, your inventiveness, your wisdom. Like think about the magician archetype, you know? Like think about Dumbledore, Albert Einstein, Gandalf, or like Steve Jobs. These are people that are really run by this archetype, right? And there's pros and cons to each of these archetypes. And as we personify them, we can understand, oh, are we overfeeding or are we underfeeding? So like the powerful magician is curious, is inventive, is seeking wisdom, but has balance and it works for their life. Now, when we're not taking care of our magician, it's the, becomes like the shadow magician, right? The shadow magician is either ignorant or he's a manipulator. He's either underfed and ignorant or he's, overfed and manipulating those around him right either too naive or too cunning and like that leads oftentimes to like ignorance deception and like i said manipulation 
there is the detached magician. The detached magician is like completely aloof from reality and his emotions, the relationships, and that's total like arrogance, detachment, alienation. Think like Rick from Rick and Morty. When I was like thinking about this, that's the perfect personification of the detached magician. And then there's the magician who's burnt out, who's just like overwhelmed from information, the complexity and change. And it leads to a lot of like confusion, anxiety, apathy, paralysis, now, I don't know if you found yourself in any of these or related to any of these, but like to develop your magician energy, you need to start learning new skills, exploring new perspectives, like something I do because we all end up in echo chambers of beliefs is try to listen to either news outlets, social media, or friends of mine that have totally opposite opinions because the reality is there are hyper-intelligent people that I respect that have different opinions than me. And so if I respect their intelligence, I have to understand, like, how did you come to the conclusion that's so different than mine? What am I missing or what are you missing for this to happen? And that's like, I believe, a really healthy way to, to fight this, like, very much seen in culture now is like this arguing of like, oh, you believe this. And like, oftentimes we misconstrue with people who don't believe what we do actually do believe, right? It's often less extreme than we believe. And there's often more in common than we have apart, but we're so quick to dismiss ideas. And I think it has to do with like everything's so quick now, at least that's like my perspective. And so, you know, journaling has been really big for me as far as like fostering this relationship, meditating. I'm not great at it, but I do try and meditate. I do a lot of visualizing. I do a lot of, I talk about in the last episode, like the manifesting, like, oh, what is that gonna feel like? What is that gonna look like? What is that gonna hear like, hear like, sound like? And, you know, create a reality that works for me. So like I said in that story, what we did, we went and meditate and ask ourselves these questions. And it was really weird to like journal about what I was hearing. I was talking to myself. This, this like really, you know, the first time I started fostering a relationship with myself. And I, this is vulnerable, but I'm gonna share with you guys each letter I had with each part of myself. And so I went and sat by, by a river, lake, whatever, a body of water. And I asked, what is your name? And the answer that I got was the alchemist. That's one of the reasons I have an alchemy tattoo on my calf. Um, the next question was, when did we meet? And the answer was, I have always been a part of you. You have always fed me from the moment you began to question things. I was the driving force in your life. From your first memories or the stories of your life as a baby, you've always asked how, why, who. You've always been curious and you've always known you weren't dumb. Then you ask, what do you need to grow? Um, so the alchemist answered me, keep feeding me, but stop abusing me. You have vicious cycles. You manipulate, then play innocent. And this is talking often about that relationship that had just ended, but look at the examples from your life. Your relationship ending was just as much your fault as it was hers. You manipulated, then played innocent. This doesn't honor my power. This weakens me. If you see your patterns, you have to stop them. Uh, the next question was, if you could say anything to Matt, what would it be? And it's that you're not bad or evil. You need to stop playing oblivious to things you know you're doing. Um, whatever you do in this life, honor it, own it. That's how you become bulletproof. I talked about that in like another episode. Continue feeding me and I will help you. Stay hungry, seek not only truth, but rather understanding the truth. Um, that was like 
that's the drive for myself, especially at the time that I wrote that. This is the driving archetype for me. The curiosity, the wanting to understand the world, the like thirst for knowledge. And it was the one that was kind of the hardest for me to kind of balance out. But I think I'm, I'm doing a really good job. Of course, I'm not perfect and things ebb and flow, but I'm in a pretty good place right now as far as like balancing everything. So let's talk about the next archetype, which is the lover archetype. The lover is all about like your sensuality, your creativity, your compassion. Think like Romeo and Juliet. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with mythology, but like Aphrodite or John Lennon. And it's that part of you that loves life. That part of you, like lover, we think sensuality, but it's the part of me that's like, oh, the roses smell amazing. Or I take pictures of the sky. Or I'm going to sit in my car and listen to the rest of the song before I go inside. It's that romantic, not just of a partner, but of life, like the romantic idea of things. Now, for every archetype, there's a shadow version. So the shadow lover is either one or the other extreme, is either an addict or is totally impotent. It's either too indulgent or too inhibited. And this oftentimes leads to addiction, obsession, or impotence. There is the needy lover, which I'm sure a lot of us are very common with, which is like just dependent on the validation, affection, and security of others. Like they can't give it to themselves. And this is like a really hard hole to fall into because you recognize your own behavior, but you can't stop it. It's the one that leads to neediness, clinginess, jealousy, all those really ugly, uncomfortable feelings. And the last out-of-balance lover is the lover experiencing drought. The lover deprived of joy, of beauty, of connection, and the one that's just like bored. The world is dull. The one that's lonely. The one that's like lacking the zest for life. And so I don't know if you find yourself in any of these, but if you're trying to balance out your lover archetype, I think like one of the best things to do is to be present. You know, no AirPods, no smoke, just go for a walk and like notice the world around you. I talked about that in the psychedelic episode. If you listen to that, like you start seeing things you've never seen before. And there's so much to be appreciated of in this world, but you have to be open and looking for it. Right? Releasing pent up feelings, healing old wounds, communicating authentically and powerfully, like radical authenticity and honesty is super scary and super vulnerable, but it really, really feeds that lover, that lover archetype. Um, explain that, like, awaken your senses, inspire your soul, enrich your life. And connecting with others, which I know can be really hard in big metropolitan cities, but like finding a community. There's like a viral video going around where like, oh, depression is so big amongst our community and culture and not community and culture, amongst our generation because we don't have a third place. You know, all the generations before us had like work, home and like somewhere they would go often. And a lot of us don't have that either economic reasons. A lot of us like just have home, we work from home. And so, you know, that's like the perfect example of how our lover energy is being stifled. So let's get into uh, my letter to my lover. So sitting there asking, what is your name? And I didn't get quite a name, but I got like a vision of this like little playful devil, not in like an evil way, but like, you know, mischievous and fun and, and playful, kind of bratty. Um, <laughs> when did we first meet? So I wrote sleepovers with Nick. Nick is my brother. When I was a kid, my dad traveled a lot. And so when my dad was out of town, 
I was like four. I would sleep in my mom's bed and my brother would get a sleeping bag and sleep next to the bed, but my mom wouldn't go to bed at the same time as us. So me and my brother would be like giggling in the room and <laughs> laughing. And I, I vividly remember my mom coming in angry, like, go to bed. I don't want to hear a peep out of you. And then she would leave the room and then my brother would go, peep. <laughs> and we would like, yeah, just like playful lover stuff. What do you need to grow? So the answer I answered myself was, stop worrying about looking good. I am such an important part of your life. You got so caught up, you didn't even realize that you're neglecting me. I am so much more than your sensuality. Your life is lacking fun. Remember to play. Life is more than fighting and seeking knowledge. Life is also adventure and laughter. You need to laugh more. Life is not that serious. Make sure you don't forget that I am what you love most in this world. You are quickly losing sight of me. And then I asked, what do you need to tell Matt? Well, the answer I got was, be a child. You're so good at it. Don't forget, life is short. There is more to this world than seeking. Sure, peace of mind may be happiness and stagnation, but it also lacks joy, excitement, and innocence. This needs to be fed. You need to foster a community, a large group of friends. You need more fun. It is your responsibility to create it. Um, yeah, that's the second archetype. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode than usual, it's looking like. So I write out kind of what I want to talk about, like a brief outline, and I go through it. Um, and this is a lot of notes, <laughs> so bear with me. Um, but a lot of you guys ask for longer episodes, so maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one where we step up to, you know, the 30-minute mark or the 25-minute mark. Let's see. The next archetype is the warrior archetype. And I myself always, as I got older, I recognized I didn't, but like with the martial arts and the fighting, and I always thought this was like my biggest archetype, you know, you know, the ninja, the samurai, because I romanticized it, but... That's like really not who I am. It is a part of me for sure. And it's like a part of me that I fed a lot, but it's not my nature. The warrior archetype is courageous, disciplined, and loyal. You know, think like Hercules, King Arthur, and like modern David Goggins. David Goggins is the perfect example of someone who is the warrior archetype, but is like too much, lacks balance. But as far as someone to look up to when we lack you know, feeding that, that's, that's a great example. He serves a very powerful purpose. Now, of course, every archetype has their shadow. So the shadow warrior is either the coward or the bully. He's either too passive or too aggressive, and it is the one that leads to fear, violence, and resentment. And fear and violence are oftentimes very, very related. Like, out of fear, you respond with violence. That's why you see people that start to train stop getting into street fights because they're less afraid. There is the wounded warrior, and this is one I've seen all, a lot just growing up in gyms and in fight gyms, but it's the warrior that's been hurt, the warrior that's been abused, the warrior that's been betrayed, the one that has a lot of trauma. And that's the one that leads to like deep depression, to isolation, to addiction. And like that's, that's probably the one I've seen the most, the wounded warrior archetype in my life. Um, and if you fall into that, like, it's, it's a tough place to be, but like we have to, you know, that's why I talk about radical accountability. That's why I talk about, you know, radical authenticity and honesty, because most problems can be solved with honest communication. Um, the last of the cons or the, the double-edged sword that is the warrior is the burnt out warrior. The one that is exhausted by stress, 
pressure or conflict. And this leads to like, just like an overall fatigue, like your, your soul is tired. It leads to illness, it leads to like apathy, like what is the point of this all? If you're finding yourself having a hard time balancing your warrior energy, one of the best things you can do is move. You know, exercise, Pilates, it can be yoga, maybe not yoga, but like weightlifting is really good. Uh, martial arts is absolutely awesome, but I'm biased. <laughs> but physical exercise is always going to improve your health. It's always going to improve your confidence. Um, martial arts specifically will teach you a lot more about discipline and respect as long as you're going to a good gym. Um, and like the warrior is the one that like sets goals. The warrior is the one that like sets boundaries, that provides direction and motivation that keeps you in integrity in your life. Now I'm going to break down what my conversation with my warrior was. So what is your name? The answer I got was the fighter. When did we first meet? <laughs> I'm reading this a little bit ahead. It's funny. We first met when you were watching Dragon Ball Z. There's a reason you remember so vividly watching those episodes right before Nick's soccer game, my brother. We got acquainted in 1999. <laughs> It was a really important moment in your life, as silly as it means, the in-class tournament. So in 1999, I was doing an after-school karate program and we did like a point sparring tournament. And so it was like one, like kind of Mortal Kombat style, the winner goes on and I was the first cause the youngest. And I made my way all the way up to my brother who was like the oldest, which was, you know, like one of the moments I remember like being successful for the first time. Um, we became close when you were told you needed a transplant when you let go of your negligence, your ignorance, and you finally understood your circumstances. Whew. What do you need from Matt to grow? Matt, you are thriving. You need to stop being afraid of your anger. You are in far more control than you give yourself credit for. Take space, demand what you need from this world. Taking space you need is not harming others. What would you tell Matt? Don't be afraid of me, I am your greatest ally. Stand up for yourself with action. Understand you are capable of terrible things, but that this is a gift. You and the alchemist have spent your whole, time, whole lives trying to understand my nature, but it is simple. I am a part of you and you are a part of me. Stand your ground when you have to. Uh, that's the third archetype. And the last archetype is the king archetype. The king is kind of the idea that like all of my archetypes are working together. Um, it's like the one that like the king, like you think about the king that's like the good king versus the bad king, the one that has generosity, that has vision and responsibility. Responsibility is a big one. When I think about like a good king, someone that like leads his people and wants the best for them, you know, that doesn't abuse the power because power corrupts more than corrupts like power same like money is the root of all evil these are all things that amplify what you already are if you're a good person with money you'll still be a good person if you're a good person with power you'll still be a good person at least that's that's my belief um think like zeus think like abraham lincoln martin luther king so that's kind of the king archetype and of course the shadow king is the one that's either too dominant or too submissive the one that you know a tyrant that leads to oppression, the one that's like hiding their weakness and insecurity by being overbearing. And then the absent king is the neglectful one, the irresponsible one, the one that's missing, the one that's just like sitting in the throne drunk, not caring what's happening in their kingdom. 
and this one leads to chaos. <laughs> without, without you to rule the order, it leads to chaos. It leads to disorder, and it leads to complete abandonment of self. And the last one is the king in crisis. The king that's challenged and threatened, or, or risking of being dethroned, and that's the one that leads to like a lot of insecurity and doubt. And insecurity and doubt are like things that freeze you, things that stop you from being in action. Right? It takes confidence to be decisive. It's hard to make choices, but people that are really confident just make decisions and they know that they can change their mind to a certain extent. You know, you can always redirect, but like if you're sitting in a car just not moving, sometimes you just gotta go forward. You make a left, it's the wrong turn, you can turn around, but at least you get the answer by doing it. Um, yeah, the, the king is all about integrity, competence, authority, inspiring other people. That's gonna bring your king energy. Like all the, all the king shit, like, helping people, motivating people, empowering people, guiding people, being a leader, serving towards a higher purpose, right? And we talked about that in the purpose episode. Like living in line to your mission or like knowing what you believe your destiny is and working towards it. Those are all things that are gonna foster a healthy king energy or healthy king archetype. Um, let's get into the four questions. <laughs> um, when I asked, what is your name? cheesy the answer is the koi fish prophet when did we first meet i have always been present though you took a long time to notice me <laughs> october 31st 2009 we met finally and you acknowledge me finally you remember it well it was the day <laughs> It was right before everything hit the fan. I'm cutting some stuff out because there's some stuff here I don't want to share. Um, October 31st was like Halloween in grade 11. And I remember thinking vividly, like, this is going to be the best year of my life. I'm so stoked. Everything's awesome. Um, and then November 4th was my last day of school because I got super sick. Um, and then, like, missed a couple years of high school. But, um, yeah. I vividly remember, like, that was one of the times in my life where I, like, felt myself the most. And I felt, like authentic confidence for probably like one of the first times in my life especially at school schools like high school is tough high school is really tough for me um until that moment and then high school became really tough for other reasons <laughs> let's get back to the letter you figured out my name long before you truly understood my existence <coughs> Fuck, sorry <laughs> i had to sneeze there um Long before you truly understand my existence, it is I, the koi fish prophet. It is me who you thrive to be. It is me who you already are. You are supposed to be me, yet you let yourself be distracted and forget. To be me is not to be unbeatable. It is to be unwavering in your mission. It is to do good, to rule, with a sense of ease that comes with your power and knowledge that the universe is on your side. What do you need to grow? I was there when you realized that last lesson, the painful one, the one truth you were so hungry for. This is what you must work on. Um, for reference, this was like, I had done DMT for the first time um, recently, and like that was like a very eye-opening and difficult experience, but um, that's what I'm referring to in this letter. Maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. If you guys wanna hear about that, make sure you uh, leave a comment in the episode or DM me about it. This is what you must work on. Not to be alone. You are never alone. 
We are always with you. You must nature your relationship with each of us, without distraction, to understand our power together and apart, without overpowering or any powering any of us, to use us honorably in honesty, to empower people, to teach the lessons that you're so lucky to have learnt, without others having to suffer the way you have, to protect, not for recognition or for the sake of love, but rather for who we are and how much we care. The last question is, if you could tell Matt one thing, what would it be? Start nurturing your relationship with each of us. Never forget the universe is on your side. We are mortal, we are human, and our vulnerability is part of our beauty. Never forget this. No matter how powerful you become, there will be forces greater than you. Um, there'll be forces greater than you, both good and evil, but good will prosper. Carry on with this faith. This is your strength, your calm, your confidence. There are powers greater than you that support your mission. The path you travel will not be easy. It is riddled with heartbreak and hard times, but it will always be worth it. Together, we will change the world. Man, I love that, but it's, it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> um, if you guys listen to this whole episode, I, I really appreciate it. I hope you found value. Um, as I'm talking to the mic, it's like a little obscure, but this is like one of those things that, one of those stories in my life that was like a pretty life-changing moment to acknowledge these parts of myself and gave myself direction, like gave myself kind of a plan on how to get where I wanted to be. And so recognize like, which archetypes like have those conversations with yourself you want to do this i like told you how to do it you know think about the archetypes and how they're powerful and how they're weak and then go and like sit and think about it and have a conversation with each of them it can be really powerful you'll you'll realize you're like you're not exactly hearing a voice but you're kind of like it's like your inner guidance it's like this it's in your head but i don't know it, it was really powerful for me it, it, i hope you guys relate to it i hope you find value in it I truly, truly, truly do appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, feedback is really, really good for me. I'm trying to make this for you guys as well for myself, but I would love to hear from you episodes you want me to make. Um, if you found value in this, you know, please let me know. If you have friends that would find value in it, please share it with them. And uh, I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to rate the podcast five stars, please. <laughs> uh, let's get into our quote. Man is the most insane of species. He worships invisible God while destroying visible nature, unaware that the very nature he's destroying is the God that he worships. And uh, that's one of my favorite quotes um, as far as like, you know, the ideology of like God is always with us. God is an energy. God is love. God is breath. And that like, you know, if you spend enough time in nature, in the ocean and forest, you like reconnect like this is where we came from this is what we're made of and living in like a big metropolitan city like i do we forget oftentimes and so that was the quote that came to my head today to share it's one of my favorite ones i appreciate you guys for tuning in as always and i will see you next week one love <laughs>